Welcome back to another episode of Team Building Tips with Dan Talbot. We'll be right back with Dan, but let's give a shout out to our podcast partners, We Coach and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports, two great organizations that you really need to be a part of. Now let's have a quick word from our podcast sponsors, and then we'll be back with Dan Talbot's Team Building Tips. We want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the student-athletes who really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to connect with the parents or student-athletes in your program, you're really missing out. Go to athleticsurveys.com and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration. But Final Forms is so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, and they have reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can also help your coaches with things like communication and attendance, and for athletic directors, Final Forms can help you with eligibility, with rosters, and all of the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com Jake. That's finalforms.com Jake and get started with Final Forms. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com. Huddle is how the world sees sports. Over 200,000 teams use Huddle to help their athletes play better. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years. But as an athletic director, our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just love the smart apps, the mobile cameras. Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Go to Huddle.com and you're going to find tools to help every team and every athlete improve. And they'll provide a complete professional-grade solution to the challenges that you and your coaches face. Go to Huddle.com. We believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and turn your school into a Huddle school. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors and coaches are creating world-class marketing content for their school social media channel. You can do it on any device in seconds, and you don't need any design experience. Go to Gipper.com and tell them you heard about it on the podcast. Use our podcast code ADPOD10 and get 10% off. That's Gipper.com. Start creating custom-branded content for your school's social media channel. We also want to thank Snap uh, Mobile for their support. Go to onsnap.com, that's onsnap.com, to check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. SnapRaise is their fundraising platform. Our coaches use SnapRaise, and it was just tremendously successful, and they can help you raise thousands of dollars at your school. There's even a program 
where you can get your money before you start your fundraiser. Snap Spend is their secure, transparent money management platform. Snap Store lets you order custom gear for your teams, your fans, everybody in your program. Snap Connect is their secure, multi-language um, engagement communication platform that allows you to support every family in your community. And Snap Manage will help you build a website. Go to Snap on Snap.com. That's ONSnap.com to get started. <clears throat> we also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com and they're going to show you how to set up and sell your tickets online and scan the attendees and collect revenue for the people who come to your games. And every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated <clears throat> client success manager that provides hands-on support. That's hands-on support every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com. They'll also show you how to set up and sell tickets for things like school dances, your school plays and concerts, even graduation. That's hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thank you to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards or your Hall of Fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com to get started. Their interactive touchscreen consoles and their library of templates will help you recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive. Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com to see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Team Building Tips with Dan Talbot. Uh, this is airing on Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Uh, Dan, episode number 28, what do you have for our listeners today on Team Building Tips? Well, uh, first of all, happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. Hopefully you're taking some well-deserved um, time off as an athletic director hopefully you get that um i know every state's different here in florida most of us have the had the entire week off to kind of regroup but that's if you uh you know you planned accordingly to the week prior and make sure you had officials for all your thanksgiving games and transportation lined up because it's very difficult here you know especially in our county when you have the entire week off um to get a bus on a monday you know, for a football game this Friday when you should have done it last week and planned ahead. But, you know, the veteran ADs know that. The young ADs are obviously learning as we go, but that's that's just all kind of part of it. But today uh, I want to talk about basically having a plan of assistance for your coaches. Um, <clears throat> you know, I can speak for our county. There's just, you know, we have some great coaches and we have some coaches that need a lot of help. And and who better to help them than their athletic director? So having a plan of assistance and how you 
evaluate coaches? You know, do you have your student athletes evaluate the coaches? You know, is there parent buy-in in the program to where you feel confident enough to where your parents can evaluate the coach in an objective way? Uh, because we we do know that anytime you talk to people, it does lead down the road to where um, playing time can seem to be an issue. The kids that are happy, obviously, are playing. So they're going to have great things to say about the coach. You know, the student athletes aren't playing as much, may not. So you got to kind of dive in between those. But you as an athletic director have to have some sort of plan of assistance um, to assist your coach to make them better. Because at, at the end of the day, um, we need to find a way to give our coaches the tools and the opportunities to make them better. You know, do you allow them to go to conferences, professional development? Are you doing TDAs? You know, who's paying for that stuff? Um, you know, one nice thing about in our district, if a coach goes to a clinic or a conference, I can provide uh, professional development points as long as they turn in the certain criteria. So there's that added benefit. But as an athletic director, you have to have a plan to make your coaches better because believe it or not, I know in our county, you know, the, our teachers are under an intense amount of stress to perform for the kids in the classroom and school grades and all that is a lot of our teachers are going home after school instead of going to the locker room, the gym or the fields or the court. So it's very difficult. We're relying on community coaches to then uh, coach our teams, which they don't have that educational based background, which could cause issues in your programs. But you have to have an assist. You have to have a plan to make them better and whatever that is evaluation tools of your head coach, you know, does your head coach evaluate his assistant coaches? Um, what are you evaluating? What are you looking for in a program? Obviously we're always going to talk about wins and losses are not the most important thing, but they do factor in. Uh, unfortunately, you know, when a program's winning, the problems that are there don't seem as intense as they, as they are when you're losing. I mean, let's face it. A lot of things come to the surface when things aren't going well. And you as an athletic administrator have to have a plan to be able to cipher through all them different materials and stuff that's coming your way to find out, um, is that coach right for your student athletes? And that's one main question. I think you have to answer and go through your coaching roster and say, is this coach good for kids? Because sometimes you could have a winning program and let's face it, that coach probably isn't good for kids, but they like him because he's winning. Or you could have a coach that is not very successful on the court, but man, he does everything else right. He's teaching life lessons. He's holding the student athletes accountable. So there's a lot of different things that you have to want. And, and every athletic department is going to be different, you know, but it has to align to your mission and vision of your athletic program. You know, you're so right. And, you know, you, you touched on a couple of things I'm going to ask you to follow up on. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I'll, I'll uh, couch this by, you know, going back to what you said, every athletic department, every school district is, is different, but talking about what you might do in Polk County, um, there's a lot of different ways to evaluate coaches, to evaluate teachers. You know, there's a big formal uh, checklist that has 123 categories and boxes and ratings. Um, you know, that would be one extreme. Uh, another one might be, uh, maybe more informal where, you know, there's uh you know, you meet with the coach and hopefully you're meeting with your coaches throughout the season, not you, but any AD. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not just a, a one-time end of the season thing, but uh, 
it's maybe you have something that's more informal where you uh, say, well, what do you think you did well this year? Uh, what are some things you'd like to improve on? And, you know, what's a, what's a goal that we can all see for next year? Where do you fall, you know, being responsible for multiple schools, multiple administrators? How do you handle that uh, evaluation or review tool? You know, me personally, I, you know, I, I sit down with the athletic directors and and we work on uh, kind of the same scenario as you would your coach. We we talk about some things that went well that year during the school year for the athletic director, things they need to work on. Um, you know, the problem with athletic director is you can go to any school in our county and then any school without the state and their job role is different. So as in a district administrator, you got to be flexible and understanding as to what their role is within the school. You know, are they not getting information to you in a timely manner you know how are they doing this or are, are things coming in or are things going to be delayed just because i mean you could have uh in some of our schools the athletic director does nothing but be an athletic director i got one athletic director that unfortunately right now he took the job and he's teaching six classes now we're working through that which is very difficult for him so i have a little bit more understanding and leeway and want to help that athletic director more with stuff like that because i know he has unfortunately right now has other responsibilities and duties, but, you know, I really love um, the informal kind of evaluation, um, spending time within the program, seeing what's going on, doing evaluations. Um, you know, the first thing I do when I step on a campus is the first thing is I look at curb appeal. You know, that's the first thing, you know, when I'm driving to a football game uh, is, is the parking lot clean? Are there people greeting um, your fans in a pleasant manner or, you know, do they not want to be there? Because you got to realize, you know, yes, you're looking for someone to take tickets for parking and charge for parking, but understand that person is the first person they see and are greeted by when they're entering your facility, especially if they're visitors. So choosing that right person for the parking, you know, I know we're just looking for warm bodies on certain nights, but also keep in mind, that's the first person they see, you know, when they drive into your school, the first thing they see, is it clean? Is it well kept? You know, a lot of those different things and a lot of those different variables are going to basically, you know, project how they feel and how they enter the game. Now, again, I, I love the way you talked about the parking uh, person, you know, that, that first person, um, very seldom was it me because I was doing other things. But mm -hmm. when we did have that person, uh, it might even not be our assistant AD, but it was somebody that I knew that was, you know, mature, that was outgoing, that was going to greet them in, in a positive way, but also let them know, OK, well, this is where you park or, you know, th this is where the, uh, um, you know, the entrance is. So they, they knew, you know, hey, you know, this is a you know, this organization. They've got it together. So, you know, very yeah. important. Um, Dan, we, we could go on for, you know, hours on this topic. I, I've got a question for you. How do you handle, let's talk about a coach. Uh, a lot of times, you know, the, as you said, the coach will be winning games. Uh, the, the teams are full, you know, the varsity team, a lot of kids, JV team, uh, things are running smoothly. The kids just really love this coach, but the parents, don't like the coach you know he's too hard or she's too this or that um what are some ways that you um 
let's say, manage that situation where, you know, the coach is doing a good job, but for whatever reason, the parents just haven't warmed up to them. Basically, it's is spending time, one, with the coach so you have a better understanding of what they're trying to accomplish in their program. And then, two, making yourself available to parents. So, you know, a lot of times parents just want um, a chance to vent, say how they feel. Uh, and then most importantly, they want someone that will listen to them. I mean, if you think about when a parent calls the school, and they get the, the school secretary and they're, you know, that lady's got 40 kids in the office trying to check in for school. There's a thousand things going on. And the, the problem is, is when parents feel they're not an important part of the equation, I think is where frustration is. But I think, you know, spending time and making yourself available as an athletic director to hear those parents' concerns and then explain to them, you know, they're not always going to get what they want. And understand, you know, one of the things in our county is, is uh, coaching supplements are for teachers first. Uh, so basically what that means is we don't have a teacher in the building that wants to coach. Then we're allowed to go outside and find a community coach. And I always explain to parents this scenario. We need to get rid of so-and-so, you know, blah, 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 for whatever reason. I say, OK, you know, let's say I agree with you. Uh, here's, here's the situation I'm in. I have to then post that job. And if no teacher in our school wants that job, then I can go higher. And an example I always give, you know, Florida is a big retirement area. I said, let's take um, let's take Coach Krzyzewski from Duke, right? He retires in our area, decides, you know what, I miss it, but I, I don't want anything as strenuous and stressful as Division One college basketball. But I wouldn't mind helping out coaching a high school football, a high school basketball team. Well, in order for me to hire Coach K, I would have to make sure every teacher in our building doesn't want the job. Now, if I have a science teacher or a math teacher or a chemistry teacher or any one of them very difficult subjects that I didn't do very well in school in, wants the job, by our union contract, I have to give them that job and tell Coach K, hey, unfortunately, we appreciate you wanting to coach, but I can't. So, but parents don't understand that that rule in our district. They don't understand the contract between the school board and the teacher union that we have to follow and there's things we have to do. But it's just really being open communication with your parents, having that relationship, because when parents feel they're locked out and on the outside is where frustrations begin to build. It's amazing how many times uh, communication comes uh to the forefront is the answer, you know, whether it's coaches or ADs or parents, you know, communication. It's everything. I, I mean, communication is everything. It's communication between you and your principal. It's communication between an athletic director and his coaches. And it's communication. All the problems that we've had this year, like we had a pretty significant problem, most people thought, but it really came down to communication between the coach and the parents, you know, because parents are difficult these days and so are coaches. And, and everyone's on the defensive because, when we get together, um, what's the, one of the most questions that people ask about our roles? Man, how do you deal with the parents? You know, so we naturally have a defensive when it comes to parents and their student athletes. But we have to, you have to understand as an athletic director and as a coach, those parents are entrusting you with their most important possession. And that's their child. I mean, think about it. I mean, how many people 
there's certain people I wouldn't even let babysit my dog, let alone walk them and take care of them. But you got to understand, think about this. A parent is dropping their, their son or daughter off at a practice for three hours and leaving. They got to have the confidence and the trust knowing that they can go focus and, and task their day about having a job or going to do things and knowing their child's going to be safe, taken care of. And if a situation happens, it'll be dealt with in a professional manner. But I think we get so worried about letting parents in, letting parents be a part of the program that we, we lose the main picture because it all goes back to communication. Yeah. And, and again, it, it it's part of the job, a big part. Yeah. Dan, uh, as always, great spending time with you. Uh, thanks for giving up uh, some time during the Thanksgiving break. Uh, as always, if one of our listeners wants to reach out and pick your brain, how do they get a hold of you? Best way to get a hold of me, especially I'm not even in the office this week. So uh, I'm trying to balance the work and and uh, my life. And I'm trying to not check my emails during this week, but I know it's difficult. But uh, best way to get a hold of me is my cell phone, which is 863-661-0647. 863-661-0647. And people always ask me, why do you give your cell phone number out? The reason why I do is because I want to make myself accessible. You know, it's saying, oh, I have an open door policy, but if your office door is always closed, is your office really open? I give out my cell phone number because here's the main reason. I want everyone to have my cell phone number. I don't care who has my cell phone number. I put my cell phone number on my business cards because at the end of the day, when someone says, you know, it's very difficult to get a hold of you, how? I give my cell phone number in a podcast, it's on my business cards. Um, I make myself accessible because a lot of times parents have never even tried to get a hold of me, but they're banking on the excuse that, you know, I'm very difficult to get a hold of, which isn't true. Well, there you have it, folks. You know, if if you want to get a hold of Dan Talbot, who we didn't mention, uh, he's a certified master athletic administrator. He's uh, very active at the state and the national level. And uh, his main job, he's the senior athletic administrator for the Polk County School District here in Florida. Give him a call, shoot him a text, uh, you know, let him know, you know, wh why you're calling. And, uh, you know, you too can benefit from dad's experience. Dan, thanks again. Um, and all the best for the holidays. You too. Thank you, Jake. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of every interview get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back next week for more team building tips. Have a great day. Before we go, we do want to give a shout out to our two podcast partners, We Coach and the Global Community, and to our sponsors, Final Forms. Go to finalforms.com slash Jake for more information. Gipper, go to gipper.com, start creating world-class content. Uh, use the AD uh, uh, pod uh, discount. That's AD pod one zero and get 10% off. I want to thank Snap Mobile. Check out uh, their entire suite of platforms. Go to onsnap.com. That's onsnap.com. Also want to say thank you to Huddle. Uh, go to huddle.com. Uh, start uh, turning your school into a Huddle school. That's huddle.com. Sideline Interactive has indoor scoring tables and video boards for your school. We've got one, and it's just fantastic. Go to sidelineinteractive.com for more information. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes, you're really missing out. 
Go to athleticsurveys.com and get started. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com for more information. And we want to thank Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and check out their touchscreen uh, consoles for school record boards and halls of fame. You can also uh, shoot them an email at sales at uh, vitalsignswalloffame.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Team Building Tips on the Educational AD Podcast.